TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It really is stunning to see the Eagles fall apart to this extent. And now a lot of injuries have set in. For more on that, let's get a NovaCare injury report. As the Eagles are limping in just about every way possible to the postseason, which will begin a week from today, Eagles at Tampa Bay on Monday night of next week. For more on the injuries from yesterday and how they could affect the Eagles versus Tampa Bay, we turn to our doc from NovaCare, Dr. Danish Donaraj, for more on the disaster. Good morning, Doc. Good morning. How are you? I should say... Bad morning, bad morning, Doc. Bad morning. <laughs> yeah, bad morning. Dr. Donna Raj, an orthopedic surgeon with uh, St. Mary's Orthopedics in Langhorn. All right, Doc, let's get to it here. Let's start with Jalen Hurts. I know you've you know seen what happened, mm-hmm. um, what is being referred to by many as a swan neck deformity. Now, we know he got back in there, then they pulled him out, obviously, as the game drifted away from the Eagles. Um, what can you tell us about the nature of this injury and how it can play out based on different circumstances? Sure. Um, it looks to be a what is a simple dislocation of the of the joint there. It, it's called the PIP, which is the proximal interphalange. But that just means the knuckle that's kind of closest to your hand on your finger, not the far one at the near the nail. Um, that can dislocate, and you can get hit with a ball, and uh, you can get hit with the player's hand like he did, and it can actually just dislocate underneath um, at the joint. The ligaments get stretched out; they don't necessarily get torn. And if there's no fracture, you can't just pull it back into place and keep, you know, moving it. They usually buddy tape it as they did for Jalen and continue to play. So the swan neck portion is actually near the uh, the fingernail. And that's kind of more of a chronic uh, condition, that, that terminology for that. It likely just means that he's flexed at that digit due to the forces of how his, his uh, finger was dislocated. But it shouldn't confer anything for, like, long-term or chronic injury. It's usually just what's called a simple dislocation, PIP dislocation. Pulled huh. back into place and, and actually so can you play ex- that. You, so now- you, ex- you expect him to play versus Tampa? I do. I do, yeah. Um, I think it's a simple dislocation. He played the rest of the game. Uh, you know, you can say how well, whatever. But it, it will affect gripping. He's got to usually buddy tape that, support that. Um, but I, I don't suspect him to have to do anything more than um, just kind of rehab it for the week. Jeez, but if it affects gripping, uh, it, every every little yeah. thing really does impact the the spin of that ball. Sure. Uh, it it will look different, won't it, Doc? Uh, he has to work with yeah. this a little bit. Are are they going to come up with some sort of mechanical splint to to help him yeah, out? Yeah, I mean, it, it's usually just kind of getting the other digits to support it, whether it be the index or even the ring. You can usually actually transfer some of that grip to the index. Just depends on how you hold that ball. 
Um, and so, yeah, things can be different, but it's not impossible. And they'll kind of have to judge it to see how he throws with, with how his finger feels. But I don't think it should necessarily keep him out in terms of the finger. It should just be how he reacts and plays with it. Yeah. Great. Let's get to A.J. Brown. Um, obviously, early it, it felt like, uh-oh, this could be a big one. Could affect next year as well. Yeah. After the game, reports are it's yeah. not a very serious injury. What sense do you have about what should be his availability versus Tampa based on, on, on what you know of it? Sure. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it looked, it looked bad. His foot seemed to be planted. The defender kind of landed on that knee. The knee went inward. The typical um, injury pattern we call unhappy triad where pa- uh, patients and players can tear an ACL, tear an MCL, and tear a meniscus. Now, it doesn't look like that's the case. It looked like he just kind of um, had a valgus force, which means his knee bent inwards, likely sprained the MCL is what we're kind of hoping for. And MCLs come in three grades. Grade one is a stretch. Grade two, partial tear. Grade three, full tear. And those all depend, um, you know, the uh, the, uh, playing time and the return time depends on the grade. Usually grade one, one to two weeks is what we're talking about. So that's what we're all hoping for. Um, you know, he'll probably have additional tests on it today. Um, and he's a tough guy. All that muscle, you know, on him can help support the limb and can help support an injury along with the brace to hypothetically get back next week. Hmm. Well, that's that's great. So so his actual muscle mass helps him even ligamentally. 100%. Even from the moment the impact is occurring, forces dissipate and there's no muscle mass. They go to the bone. They go to the ligament. Sure. He's got muscle mass. You can support a limb a little bit easier. And even after an injury, hypothetically, some of that what we call dynamic stabilizers, which are the muscles, can help support the limb, and he can still play on it. Wow. So, so we should feel pretty solid about his uh, chances to get out there and play against the Bucks, Doc? I, I think so. Now, what extent he'll be at is tough to say. He's going to be in pain. It's really quick turnaround. Um, some people, you know, you would say maybe keep him out, but it, it, I think he can play the season. I don't think this is a surgical injury. Gotcha. So, so Sidney Brown, uh, the initial report was yeah. uh, the initial exam said the ACL was intact. Why would it initially appear intact? And the reason that I ask this, Doc, is when mm-hmm. mine was torn, I was told the yeah. same thing. You know, when they were down on the field with me and they were testing sure. it, they said, hey, this might be okay. It feels yeah. like it might be pretty solid. Why do you get that false result sometimes? Yeah, I, I've seen that. You know, you get on the field, and uh, depending on how the patient is holding their leg, um, it's hard to tell. Now, the what reason it is is because what we call guarding. The patient's guarding because they're kind of flexed, oh. they're in pain, they're grimacing, and it's really hard to feel that endpoint that's at the knee for the ACL from compared to what they're using as just their quad strength or tensing the leg. So, okay. you know, a lot of times they're actually, if, if you get them when they're really relaxed, you can feel there's no end point we call it an end point when we pull the tibia towards the femur and we kind of feel if it stops and that's what the acl does mm-hmm. um that's how you can tell if the acl is intact it's a hard stop now some patients or people are guarding as in they're tensed and so you really can't tell for certain until they kind of relax and you get a good exam so sometimes it's hard on the field but you know it can go both ways a lot of times their leg is in spasm so you can feel it pretty easily it's just hard to say for at the timing of how he's how he's reacting. Got it's it. the Novacare Injury Report with Dr. Uh, Dinesh Tanaraj. Doc, we appreciate you uh, being sure. a part of this here today. I don't know how long the postseason's going to go, so uh, <laughs> we may not talk Hopefully to you again long. this year, but thanks for everything you did this year, man. Appreciate it. My, my pleasure. Thanks, guys. Appreciate thanks, that. Doc. You know, so it's amazing. Um, the Eagles yesterday, May, 
have lost two of their three main safeties because also Reed Blankenship has a groin. We don't know the extent of that. We know groins can keep someone out. At least they have a ton of depth there, so we're in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, Sidney Brown obviously won't play versus the Bucs. Blankenship, who knows? Might have lost two of the three safeties. Don't know, really don't know if A.J. Brown or Devontae will be able to play. We hope. We'll see. Don't know. I, the Devontae thing, that's, that's a mystery, man. Like, it looked like a high ankle. The mechanism of injury was that of a high ankle. They didn't say it was a high ankle. Well, my hope's Are not. Are they supposed to say it's a high ankle? Or can Look, they just say lower body? I don't know. I, I just don't have much hope for the playoff game. For I him, don't have we'll any say. hope yeah. because I, I think it's a high ankle sprain. And, and a high ankle sprain takes a month. And, you know, even though yeah. he's light and he's able to bounce back, man, that's yep. it's just too much to ask. Something also happened with Cam Jurgens eye yesterday. We don't know too much about that yet. So you got that thing. I mean, you know, when a guy gets poked in the eye, if that's what happened, I assume that's what it is. That can be scary. So uh, plus- on the positive side, injury front wise, I thought Avante Maddox looked a little more explosive yesterday than he did in his first game back. So that was a, a positive. But man, there's not a lot that you can really feel great about. Total fiasco. Seltzer is Sirianni coaching for his job on Monday night. <sighs> I mean, I think it, it depends on how it goes. So yeah, in a way, sure, yeah. Because if it goes a certain way, he could get fired. Yeah. So yeah. yes, the answer. Yeah. yeah, I'm not as I'm not as sure that he's going to get fired as a lot of people are, but I definitely think that if the Bucks game goes a certain way, he could get fired. Yeah. Oh, uh, for that uh, we agree. I I think I think he at this point is likely to get fired, but we'll see. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All the phone if calls. If they lose this game, yep, I believe he will be fired. Yeah. And there you go. I think it's. I think it's better than 50-50 that they lose this game. Based on – I mean, think about what we've seen for the last month and a half. Do you feel good that this team can beat anyone? No. Much less a playoff caliber. You know, they're not great, but they have an experienced quarterback who's playing better than he has in years. Ever. And he's – yeah, you're right, ever. And he's, uh, he's smart in terms of understanding what a defense is trying to do to him, puts the ball where it needs to go. It's exactly what we don't want to see. It's a disaster. It's a total disaster. I mean, it's a good matchup in that it's probably easier than some of the other teams the Eagles could have played, but it's still right. it's a, it's a complete fiasco. <laughs> yeah. Cat, which will make if they lose look even worse. Jota Cameron, John Ritchie, Bad of the Bone Award, Elliot Shore, Parks up ahead, a lot of calls, plus uh, what Jalen Hurts and Jaws said after the game, some strong stuff from Jaws. We'll get to that and more up ahead on 94 WIP. Winners here, and if you've had enough of the cold drafts, blowing through your old windows, bundling up in layers of clothes and blankets, and hearing that heat turn on again and again, then it is time to talk to the pros at Window Nation. Replacing those old windows with quality, energy-efficient ones from Window Nation is a lot easier and more affordable than you think. Right now, through the end of the month, replace the windows in your home and pay no interest for five years. It's a great deal. And on top of that, Window Nation is also giving you 50% off all window styles. Their professional installation means your windows are going to fit right so you won't have to worry about leaky, dirty windows and those cold drafts letting out your heat anymore. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Cut a camera and John Ritchie. You know, one thing I'm so sick of hearing is players talk about, you know, that they believe in each other. I mean, they don't play like they do. Believe in coaches. They don't play like they do. But let's go back, I don't know, about 11 hours ago. Here's Jalen Hurts because, you know, his outlook for this week up ahead, and you're going to hear, I believe in us. Well, I don't believe in you. But you want to believe in each other, go for it. Or maybe they're just hollow words. Here's Jalen after the game. Looking ahead, really, because they got another game, obviously. And that game, if you don't know, will be played a week from the day. The Eagles in Tampa Bay tabbed as the Monday night game in the first round of the playoffs. Wildcard weekend, two games Saturday, three games Sunday, then a Monday game. Eagles get the Monday game. Here's Jalen, his outlook moving forward. We'll do what we need to do uh, moving forward to get ready for our next opponent. And, um you know that that is the mentality. Truly, um, it is one. Of, that's the reality. You know, the reality is you win or go home, and so um, everybody understands that. And um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we're made of. We'll see what this team is made of with that. And you know, I believe in it. I believe in us. So, John, let me ask you a question. This is a riddle me this one, Batman. Um, if they really believe in each other. And it's about, like, let's go take on the next challenge. And, by the way, the next challenge on Saturday, last Saturday, was, you know, yesterday's game. How do they come out and lay such a clunker? Like, it it doesn't make – I don't think – Some done that up. I don't think this team has evaluated itself uh, realistically, honestly. Uh, you know, like, I think you can look at – uh, lack of accountability. Even though they believe accountability is what's most important, I don't think they've held one another accountable. I agree with you. Even though that seems you know, very difficult to do in, in a climate, in an environment where that's all you talk about, they've somehow gotten away from truly being accountable and, 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 and holding guys to a higher standard. They talk about the higher standard. We never saw it. We never saw it once. Uh, I was excited to, to find out what that looked like because I thought we'd look like a better team than that team that lost the Super Bowl, and that would be a sight to behold. I would love that, man. 
and we never got anywhere even in the vicinity. This is a disgusting feeling as a fan. I mean, there's a lot of things that hit me, but disgust is the one I think that hits me the most. And I just have total disgust with what I've seen from our football team. Um, I, I think they uh, have really blown it on a lot of fronts. And the lack of effort uh, is, is a big part of it. The lack of coaching is a huge part of it. They're schematically all jammed up on offense. They're incredibly talent efficient on defense. But they also, I know this, you can have a lot of talent, but if you don't have real effort, real focus, real commitment, real dedication, then it's just real hollow when people speak. And that's what I hear these days. I, I hear I hear words, but I don't hear I don't hear genuine meaning and intent behind the words. When did they know did do you think they realized no that that it was hollow at a certain point? I probably I two, three some, weeks ago. Some guys maybe did earlier yeah. than other guys. Yeah. When did uh when did Nick realize that this was uh hollow i don't know i does he realize that this is hollow does nick have a plan right. to make this better does he really feel like he can fix this because man it, it feels like this is this has gotten so far from the original destination yeah. that, that we thought we'd you know that we were close we thought we started the year you know sort of in the vicinity of where we wanted to be we were in that elite circle of teams with you know, an up-and-coming young quarterback who you could, you know, build a, a good team around. We did. We were going to have some limitations this time because we just gave him a lot of money, and, right. and that does make it a lot harder. I didn't think it would get this impossible, this instant. No, I didn't either. You know, one of the really, I'll call it almost, uh, I was going to say beautiful. I don't know if it's beautiful, but I'd say one of the most fascinating aspects of football is that it really is a chess match uh, week to week and year to year between coaches. And we know enough through all the years, and John can speak about this a lot better than certainly I can, but we know enough to know that, um, and we saw this after 2017, and we, and we saw it after 2013 and 14, you know, coaches on the other side are going to dig into what you do and what you do well and try to take something away. And the reality is, obviously, defensive coordinators and assistants through, you know, because, you know, all these teams have all sorts of assistants, not just the ones on the payroll uh, that are in the, like the coaching staff that you see on the sidelines, but then there's other type of people in the offseason that are digging into film. And they dug in, and they figured some stuff out with the Eagles. They figured some stuff out with the right in the side offense. They obviously realized, let's start blitzing Jalen Moore. And they're just now they're just walloping him and them. Um, and the lack of counterpunch from the Eagles coaches on how to pick up a blitz – um, other types it's of plays stubborn. to run. It's well, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely. I mean, it's it is not giving Jalen what he needs. It's not to have success. It's not. Now, I don't lay that out there to then say, okay, well, it's none of it's Jalen's fault. I mean, a lot of it's Jalen's fault. He he should be way more advanced than this. And the fact that he's not, to me, I'll say this really for the first time. I said earlier today, but today's the first day I'm saying it. I'm now questioning how long I'd want Jalen to even be the quarterback of the Eagles. Now, to be clear, he's obviously the QB next year. He can absolutely get this thing on track. He, Jalen Hurts can be a great young quarterback he may, in this he, league. John, he just needs the proper guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's taught. Tell me if these two statements are true. He may be able to get it back on track. He might not be able to. They're both true. Yeah. I mean, there's a scenario after, let's see, we're in 2024. After the 24 season or after the 25 season, there's a scenario where the Eagles are going to say, we got to get rid of Jalen. Because, look, I think they're going to get rid of the coach. I think they're going to bring in a different coach. 
And then they're going to try to teach Jalen differently, and that's clearly what they need to do. At least I think it is. Do you um, really think if, they're going to get rid of Nick Sirianni yeah, I do. after this season? I do. I do. I think Sirianni's – I think he is very likely gone. Could he still salvage it with a good playoff run? Absolutely. It's possible. But to me, it's, and that's, yeah. it's so improbable at this point. And, and here's the other thing I know. I have a $250 million investment at quarterback. I don't have a $250 million investment at coach. That's the key. So, you know. You need someone here who can get Jalen what he needs. Give Jalen what he needs. Yeah. Teach Jalen what he needs to learn, what he needs to know. Create an offense that takes advantage of, of the, the skill set. Right. An incredible skill set. By the way, John. We I'll, somehow missed that entire boat I agree this th- year. This skill set he's got, we, we didn't utilize it to – to full effect, yeah. and that shame on this staff. Well, one, I agree with you on that. One other thing I just want to put out there, because, you know, John sort of pushed back earlier when I referenced, you don't have to, if you hire a new coach, have it be someone from the offensive side of the ball that's like the young wizard. Let, let me give you a for instance, John. You could hire whatever coach, someone who's not that. It's someone from defense, someone who's, you know, leader of men guy. You could hire an old. I want to play caller. I know, I but, but, here's what I, but here's the scenario, John. You could hire an older offensive coordinator guy, like a Marty Morningweg, who's unlikely, I'm talking as, a, as an offensive coordinator, who's unlikely to be tabbed in 2025 or 2026 for a head coaching job. You could ha- hire a Marty Morningweg and probably have him be your offensive coordinator for five years and then go get a, someone from the defensive side of the ball to be your head coach. Like, that's not, to me, inconceivable. I, I, I don't push that... Like if you got Jim Harbaugh, all right, I, you know what I I'm like saying? Marty a lot. Well, I mean that's the but kind I of. But I would I would prefer the the young uh, I cutting think you get edge. Too, I think you mind. get too wrapped up in that man. I, I really do. I don't look. I I played for for John Gruden who was 33 when they signed him up out there in Oakland. But you also I think played there for John. Real advantages having a young, uh, you know. Youth does matter. The the energy required to invest yourself in a season, it, it, it helps that these guys have all that extra energy. Like, they, they're sleeping three hours a night or less every night. Like, I want a young, play-calling, offensively-minded coach. That's what I'd prefer. How about Bruce Arians? I understand that there about, might be no, other how about, how about Bruce, ideas. How about Bruce Arians? I think he's an incredible coach, yeah, and certainly I'd be open. I'd have him as the head coach or the offense coordinator. Sure. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there, there's a lot of different ways to go, and it doesn't have to be a young guy. just got to be I someone understand. that knows football. Yeah. yeah. That's someone who is better and smarter yeah. at football than everyone else. I don't have that feeling. I do have that – I don't have that feeling presently. Right. When I watch the Miami Dolphins, you absolutely get that feeling. When you watch uh, – Man, a lot of these young teams, a lot of these young, the, the Houston Texans. Holy cow. All right, let's, go to, let's get a lot of calls in here. 215-592-9494. We'll get to the Bad of the Bone Award coming up shortly. Also, uh, more of what Sirianni said after the game and Jaws really laying it out after the game. All that up ahead. Tom in Dover right now. Tom, good morning. Yo, what's up, guys? Good morning. Hey, Tom. I'm not, I'm not even going to ask how y'all doing because I know how y'all doing. Correct. Actually, actually, Joe, I don't even know why I was – you know, Jimmy always bumped me up kind of fast. I don't know why I ain't hang up because really, I, I ain't really even had nothing to say, man. I just called just to call. <laughs> call to say, stink, call to say right? hi, Tom. Yeah, we'll yeah, just, we'll, well, I'll tell you stink, what, Tom. Man. You and I will be in this together, man. Eagles' ship goes yeah, down. You and I will be in this together, wallowing in our despair. You know, you you know, you know, Joe. That's about the the most sensible thing you said to me in a long time. 
We're going down together. We're going you down know? together, Tom. Tom, by the way, I love you, man. I don't want you to ever uh, think anything otherwise, man. I love you. Yeah, I love you too, Joe. Thank but you. listen. I had my, 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 I had my fingers crossed. By the way, yeah. <laughs> one thing I will say, Joe, <laughs> what? that we finally come into agreement with is that Sirianni has to go, man. You know, I sat there and watched the Colts Texas game. That was my game yesterday, the one o'clock game. Mm-hmm. The Steichen man was in it, man. Like Steichen man is the head coach. Sirianni's just standing there with the headset, just looking up at the sky, man. He 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 don't have no part of nothing. He don't have nothing to do with the defense. He don't have no part, nothing to do with the offense. What are you here for? For them to not have a um, a game plan, Tom, to combat the blitz from a Giants coordinator defensively who blitzes all the time was a disgrace. Yeah, it was a man. total was, we, disgrace. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, we were, it wasn't like we was playing for nothing. I knew Dallas was going to beat Washington. Yeah, you know, but at least they could have showed us something, man. They didn't. They didn't give us nothing yesterday. It's like they just came out there. And I hate to say it, and because you said it some weeks ago, and and I got on you about it, and we went back and forth. But Hurts ain't giving me nothing either, man. You know, when the, when the blitzers is coming, he's pretty much just ducking down, running for cover. Yeah. You know, he ain't even trying to run the ball or, or get any kind of yardage, man. He, he, he's not giving us nothing. He's so, he's really. Um, he needs a better plan in place. He if, does. If he sees yeah. those looks, and he can get to plays that gash those looks, it'll take him out of those looks. Yeah, now there's some of that for sure, and Tom, good call. But he, he also, to me, is diminished. And I'm telling you guys, this is the first time, if I'm Howie, I'm looking at his contract and saying, all right, let me start seeing if, if I – I'm not saying I have to get rid of him, but if I need to get rid of him in a year or two, when is the sweet spot that it won't cost me like $60 million against the salary cap some year? Look, they did it with Carson a few years ago, and it was – what was that year, John? 30 – 33 or 34. That's what I thought. I mean, there's a scenario where they do that again in two or three years. Now, obviously not next year, but there is a scenario where you're getting way ahead of your John. He's he's not that good, man. He needs a good coach. He's not that good. Teach him to be. good. I just beg you, John, don't make the same mistake. So much. Don't make the same mistake you made with Carson. Why don't you take a step back mm-hmm. and realize that you might be making the same mistake. Don't overreact so quickly. You might be making yeah, but a mistake. James, I said it. I well, said Lamar, I keep bringing up Lamar. People said the same thing. They were like, just give him away. No Absolutely. one wants him, and he's the MVP of the league this year. I just think it's crazy to think it's that a 25 year nobody wanted him. He got signed to $250 no, million. No, my point is, is they, they, he, the, all these teams were like, we don't that want Lamar. That was collusion. Yeah, that, whatever I'm it was. Sorry, there were a bunch collusion. of teams that didn't want Lamar, apparently. Regardless, people thought Lamar was past his prime already, wasn't the same guy, and he's winning the MVP this year. This kid's 25 years old. And and he and he almost won the Super Bowl last year. It is insane to make long term declarations about him off of this but year coming off the Super Bowl the right last year. But James, coaches. here's what I two things I think you're missing. One, this happened to Carson. Carson had a all time bad knee injury. Like he yeah. tore his yeah. knee up and then broke Fair his enough. back the next. Fair year. enough. Two. Here's what I think you and John are both missing when I bring up this with Jalen in the future. I'm not saying you have to get rid of him in a year or two or three. What I'm saying is. You have to start preparing for the possibility that you may choose to get rid of him in a year or two or three. He needs to improve a lot to justify being the Eagles quarterback in 2026. He is nowhere and that's near. That's why you got to fire this coach. No, that's step it, it one. I agree with that. that. You get the right coaches here yeah. now. I I agree for with Jalen's sake. I agree with you on that, yeah. John. I agree in part also because of the investment in him, and you don't want to have to cut him or trade him. I'm not saying yeah. that's the preference. I'm saying my antenna is up to say 
I might need to pull that lever in a year or two. That's, that's where I'm at. All right, let's get to the Bad of the Bone Award, as we do every single Monday. After a win or after a loss, when they win, it's a beautiful thing. It's game balls. When they lose, it's blame balls. And I can't even imagine if they did get rid of him after a year or two what that cap hit would be. Holy hell. But anyway. All right, John Ritchie, uh, first blame ball from yesterday. I'm guessing you're going Sirianni, but sir, the floor is yours. I'm asking you, does Nick Sirianni know how to fix this? Yeah. I don't think he does. And uh, that's a major concern. I could not believe in that press conference he the the quote that came out of his mouth was there's not really an explanation there's not really an explanation for this you know i just got to coach better we got to play better I'll, all right <laughs> i i believe you that you don't know how to fix this because i've watched it all year long and i've given you the benefit of the doubt time after time because i i want you to be great i want you to be the coach we all believed in yeah. it's just not in the cards I believe that now. It's so bad. Seltzer, blame ball from yesterday, bad of the bone. Where do you go? Yeah, so this is like one where it's like Nick, and then you could just say everybody. Right. So I'll just take an opportunity to rip someone who actually didn't play bad yesterday. Yeah. But Quez Watkins is the biggest loser in the history of this city. Are, are you serious? Like, sell, down 24-3 to three and you score a touchdown and you're freaking celebrating? Yeah. and Like, just what a loser. Of course, of course, Quez Watkins scores a touchdown in that spot. Like, that is the all-time perfect spot for that guy to score a freaking touchdown. Just, I can't stand him. Rhea, bed of the bone, what do you got? I hate to be in agreement with you, Joe, but I am 100% in agreement with you on Jalen Hurts. I watch football games every week, and I see average quarterbacks make plays, not just against the Eagles' defense, okay? I have never seen a more lifeless leader in, a, in the past couple of weeks. You mentioned you hear the word hollow. I mean, I see other franchise quarterbacks drag their team out of bad play. And how about you and AJ allowing your coach to take the blame for the hero ball you attempted? No situational yep. awareness. Did he not know Wink Martindale was going to blitz him on every play? Seemed completely unprepared. I'm sorry, but the spotlight's got to go on your franchise quarterback. Yeah, I, I saw so Rhea, you and I are on the same page. I mean, I put more on Sirianni than Hurts, but I put a lot on Hurts. I put a lot on him, and I beg the town do not make the same mistake that most of you made with Carson as he was going down and act like it's all the coach's fault because this is not all Sirianni's fault a lot of Sirianni's fault but a lot of Hertz's fault as well I'll go for the bad of the bone award and I am tempted James like you said to just say the whole team but I'm going to go with Matt Patricia um since taking over the defense has been worse now I know he doesn't have good personnel I know it's a tough spot but he's obviously not resonating with the guys. They're not playing with effort, intensity. To a large extent, they're playing, I think, schematically confused. And uh, I do think that, you know, what Ruben Frank said postgame on NBC Sports Philadelphia yesterday was right on. They should switch back to Sean Desai for the playoff game. And I know that might, might make them all look ridiculous. I get it. Just simplify it. I, I think that's crazy, Joe. Like, really, the swap. You really think they have a better shot to win? Do you think they have a better shot to win Patricia? Sean Desai is still working on the game plan. No, but plans. someone He's calls there coaching the guys. Simple, like, simple question, John. I think Who they, do you think they have a better chance to beat Tampa Bay I don't with? think it matters. I think no. they're both coaching. I think they're both well, doing this together. one guy has the final say. Okay. You know that. I Sure. Yeah, they're both talking. They're both talking through these play calls before every play. I think they're co- collaborating but to some degree. Who do you want to have the final say versus Tampa? I don't think it matters. Okay. I 
I believe Sean Desai did a better job than Matt Patricia did this year, and he got scapegoated. That's unfair, but I think that switching it back is just one more thing that would be superfluous and extra and too much of a distraction to even worry about at this point. I think Desai was, man, he was a stand-up guy with the way he said nothing while being demoted, and he's still there. He's still there in the wings helping out. I, I, I think we lean into that, and, and he can still contribute. I don't know how much he's angered, angered by the whole, the whole situation. I think that might be impacting some of what we have going on too, just the, the general dysfunction of, of the staff and the players alike. You got so much yeah, going on. They do. They do. But the point is, our defense, those players need to know. They need to understand where their gap is and where their teammates are. And and I don't think they have that knowledge right now. So whichever scheme is simpler and gives these players a chance to just run around and be athletes. You know, when I see when I see Ringo out there looking just flat footed or, or Rick's out there in man just looking like he doesn't even know how to move any longer. It's just like mental overload. I let's simplify it regardless of who's calling the plays. Just uh, let, let's dial it back a little bit and let our guys go out there and run and hit. So there's some of that, but there's also on the players like John Jalen Carter played 35 snaps yesterday. Did you see him? Jalen Carter has been such a disappointment. 35 I'm snaps. You, when, when, when I just pay attention, How's that to, possible? pay attention to the way he's getting turned. You know, like when, when I watch like the last few games, you're not supposed to be able to see their numbers as easily as you're seeing his numbers. You know, his shoulders are getting turned. And, and I understand defense, uh, sorry, offenses are focusing on him because he's really unique and gifted and good. But it, it looks like he's like exasperated by the extra attention and it has affected his effort to some degree, which, you know, is problematic. I. The, the Jordan Davis thing, uh, you know, Baldy came out and he was really yep. upset with Jordan Davis. But Jordan Davis looks like a bust. Let's be real. He looks he like a bust. He really does look yeah. bad. He looks horrible. Uh, Jalen Carter, the, the, he's so talented, so gifted. Uh, he can be so much better than what he is. I, I think they can both be so much better than, than what they are. I don't understand how it can be this bad. It, they both have played better this year. You know, that's like the adage in the NFL. If I've seen you do it. I know it's in there somewhere. Where'd it go? And that's when you got to start saying coaching is having a negative impact on well, the team on both sides of the football. Here, here's where I'm at, big picture. I'll break this down simple and then right back to the calls. Sirianni has got to be coaching for his job Monday in Tampa. And I think that after this season, he should and will get fired. Now, I'll tell you that officially after the season's over, depending on do they play one playoff game, two or three. Um, but I, I see it as very unlikely the Eagles will beat Tampa. Even if they beat Tampa and then get smoked by San Fran, I still think Sirianni at that point should go. So right now I'm on the out on Sirianni, subject to change if they have some miracle turnaround, but I think he will be fired in the next week or two. I think players have quit. I'm certain that the scheme is broken on offense. I'm certain that defensively the players stink and are very confused. I would start looking at Hertz's contract to figure out when they can reasonably get out of it if they determine that they need to in the next couple of years, and I think there's a decent chance of that. And I'll tell you, I think it's the biggest collapse in Philadelphia sports since the 64 fills. And the reason I skip over the 94 Eagles, 
who were seven and two. For those that are young and don't know, the '94 Eagles were seven and two, which is a very good record, and lost seven straight to finish seven and nine. And it, you know, it's almost impossible to be seven and two and then go seven and nine. Um, that team never felt like it had reached the heights. I mean, it hadn't. That this team had a ten and one. It just hadn't. And you know, that team wasn't coming off a Super Bowl the year before, where the expectations were, "Hey, I've got an elite team for sure. I've got one of the three or four best teams in football for sure." the way we felt two months ago. I do believe, and I don't think this is hyperbole to say, this is the biggest collapse in Philadelphia sports. And you ready for this? 60 years. 60. 6-0, guys. 64 fills were a long Derek and Paoli. Derek, good morning. What's going on? What's going on? Listen, can I just make two real, two points real quick? Sure. If you'll allow me. <laughs> so the one point I want to make is about the Eagles' defense, right? It was pretty much like lackluster all year, <laughs> but I felt like we always found a way to make a stop when we had to, right? And then ever since Patricia took over, like we don't – we look like a totally different team. Like, every quarterback can just sit back there and do whatever they want to do against us. That's correct. Right? They make, like, high rise. Like, when, what's the ball from the Seahawks name? The backup they had? Uh, it wasn't Gino. Who was that guy? Drew Locke. Drew Locke, yeah. Drew Locke, yep. Locke went 92 yards, and nobody even sniffed him. Right? I agree. Like, like when you I, – I'm, I'm all against, like, rebuilding and all that. But with Jalen Hurts, my former Jalen Hurts is, I do think he looks way different than he did last year. Part of it, I think, is because he is nursing an injury. But I think a lot of it, the coaches aren't putting him in position to be the player yes. that he can be. I think like, a quarterback with those type of skills, he's not no just drop back and throw the ball. Like, I know, like, the black quarterback mystique is, you know, they run around, do this and do that. That's an advantage, right? Like, Lamar Jackson and even, so like, I don't see this. I, no, so, Derek, I don't see the same burst from him, and it may just be the, it may just be the knee, but I'm telling you, man, I think he's become a diminished athlete quickly in front of our eyes. I believe that. I'm going to say diminished because that's – He has I mean, John, Joe. you, you this, John. are scarred. No, John. You are scarred. No. You need to stop – with that. No, I don't have to stop He's with that. He's not a diminished 20, athlete. John, when, when, when he runs, do you see explosiveness? Sometimes. Mm. Nah, come on, John. I do. Sometimes he bursts, and then other times he protects himself. No, but it's not just protecting. When he tries to burst, I don't see the same burst. I have. I've seen it this year. Infrequently, but well, it's well, been there. Infrequently, what does that and tell you? And by the way, he's also hurt, and he's wearing that brace, and that yeah. does slow him down, too. I'm just telling you. He's not a decrepit athlete at 25. I'm not if saying decrepit. Still, I said still, I said I said diminished. There's still all of that athletic greatness. No, there's not. That there was last year at 24. No, there's not. Now that he's 25, I promise you, it's still in there. He's taken a ton of hits, and it's taken a toll, man. He has not taken a ton. Yes, of he hits. has taken a ton of hits. No, he hasn't. You don't think so? from high school, college to the pros, you don't think he's taken a lot of hits? Okay. You don't think he's been tackled a lot of times? I think he's been tackled a lot less than everyone else has who's out there. He's tackled a lot more than the average 25-year-old quarterback. Okay. A lot more. And a lot less than every other player on his team. How's that? You think he's he... been hit a lot less than every other eagle. 
I, I don't I don't agree with that. Let's go to Drew. Well, you're wrong. Every day in practice, when they're hitting, well, we, they're they're hitting. You think and he's, he's been? Not. You think he's been tackled more less in his life than Devontae Smith? Yes, I think he's been hit no. less than everyone else on that team. I don't agree with that. Let's go to Drew in Westchester. Drew, you're on WIP. Hi, folks. Uh, I just want to get this off my chest for a minute. I'm getting real sick and tired of AJ Brown. You know, actions speak louder than words, and. I saw a guy who talked a big game this week and then on his first target didn't secure the football and fumbled. And the same thing happened a month ago in, in, in Dallas. So, like, I don't want to hear about your escape room. I don't want to hear about your players only meeting. You know, this fan base is not stupid. We are a very intelligent fan base. And I saw you in a playoff game up 24 points last year throw a tantrum because you weren't getting the ball. I saw you do the same thing up two touchdowns this year against the Vikings on a short week in week two. And, and before you guys tell me, like, that's just how it is with, like, receivers, I just want to give two examples. I don't recall Julio Jones doing this in Atlanta, and I didn't see Devontae Smith throwing a tantrum when he didn't get the ball in Detroit at all last year. So I, I'm, just, I'm just really tired of this guy's antics acting like he's, you know, above the team and, and well, Drew, Drew, so I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it too, but I think we got to separate issues here. I, I think he, it looked bad initially and he probably felt bad. I don't think he faked it and he might've been scared by it. And by the time they determined that it wasn't as bad as he initially thought, and they probably initially thought it was probably like, well, what's the point of bringing him back in the game? I mean, that that would be my summation of that injury situation from yesterday. I mean, it did not look good. That turf obviously has a history. I think it sent something through his body. And, I mean, if they determined that he was clear to come back in, what's the point when you're pulling everybody else out? What's the point? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that he didn't go back in, and I'm glad he's not seriously hurt. I would never wish injury on one of our players. What I'm more disappointed he in is just like – it's just not that an opportunity up. Like talking all, yeah. talking all this stuff and you got to go out and back it up. And I've seen a guy who over the past like five, six weeks, who was a big part of this collapse. Who's just not going out there and backing it up. I, I think there's, I think there's some truth to that. I think there's some truth. No to doubt. That. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Right, let's get to today's Twitter poll question of the day as we put, Sirianni uh, in the spotlight in today's Twitter poll. Sponsored by Armin Chevrolet, routine maintenance to major repairs. Armin Chevrolet Service Center has same-day appointments available. Certified service, ArminChevy.com. All right, Elliot Sure Parks in about five minutes. Today's poll question, do you think Nick Sirianni will be fired after this season? Yes or no? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. I believe even a win in Tampa might not save Sirianni's job. That's how bad it is. Listen to what Jaws said. Man, does he lay it out. Bear, hardcore after the game yesterday. This does not, this does not speak well to Sirianni's chances to be back as the head coach next year. Here is Jaws after the game on NBC Sports Philadelphia last night. We're all embarrassed. Absolutely. We're all embarrassed. I'm embarrassed word. by the performance. This team now, for two months, two months, Mike, you mentioned the games, has looked like an ill-prepared professional football team, not worthy to represent what we believe is a great city, and we deserve better than that. I'm to sure put that, I, I thought you mentioned last week against Arizona it was rock bottom. I thought it was. 
the way that team came out today, I'm embarrassed for them. Unless there is some kind of unbelievable turnaround, which I think is remarkably unlikely, I don't know how you bring Sirianni back. Jaws continued on. It, it's simple to say, you know, okay, we're in the playoffs. That's what we're going to get. We're in the playoffs. We can run it for three. We, you've been saying it for years from your Steelers, run it for three road wins and a Super Bowl champion. Garbage. We, the, I said the eyeball test. We look at his team. We're probably trying to spin it next week. Like, okay, maybe, maybe we've turned around no. until we can beat Tampa. I have no confidence in this football team. And, and quite honestly, I've, I've, I've lost confidence in the coach and both coordinators. Some of the play calling was atrocious. Say, Marcus Mariota comes in the game. It's like the Giants knew the huddle call. They played the bubble screen. Well, how many times have we mentioned that this yeah. year? And picked it off. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen a bubble screen picked off. But it's picked up. So we're predictable of what we want to do. The defense couldn't tackle once again. I mean, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor goes, throws over 300 yards. Are you kidding me? Guys, it would be funny if it was a different team and we were laughing from afar. <laughs> Look at that. They're the Browns of five, ten years ago. This, is the, this ain't the Cowboys of, you know, when they – this is our Eagles, guys. This is our football team. This is a and team. And that's the Giants. And that's the that's Giants. That's the Giants. And, 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 and the, the Cardinals. Worst teams and the Cardinals in the NFL. Week. And the Cardinals yes. before that. Right. And, and for a month before that, you know, three out of four other teams, we can't. Uh, once upon a time, we thought we were the cream of the crop, the best team in the NFL, not just in the NFC, right. in all the NFL. And, and it wasn't it, even close. And that it would mind. last. Yes. Remember that? And like, this is a three or four year. For, yep. Yeah, built yep. for the future, yep. built to last. And and here we sit. My gosh. It doesn't feel like we are better than any of those teams that we watched this week. And by the way, when I'm watching the good teams, you know, when I'm watching, dare I say, the Dallas Cowboys, when I'm watching the San Francisco 49ers, you know, they go out and they put teams away. No, it's not all, you know, decisive immediately. First quarter, it's 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 21 to nothing. Yeah. But when it's all said and done, you know, 35 to very little. That's right. And and that's what we used to get around here back when we could stop the run and, you know, run the football and just look like a normal functional team. Yeah. When was the last time we looked like a normal functional team? Mm. I, I don't know. Miami been a long time yeah maybe the miami wow. game maybe the miami game tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.